Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of uh, Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert, Eric. And guess what? I am so tired. I fought so many men today, like, in real life. Not, not, I, it, it has been known, listener, you know, I've told you like six times. I have, have moved and since then have been trying to find a martial arts place and I fought... So many people at this jujitsu school today, um, and and I defeated their their gym leader, and I've taken the badge. And Mesker, if you were a gym leader that had to lead a particular gym, uh, what kind of like gym leader would you be? My thought was that you would be ghost ghost leader you would come at me with like ghost attacks psychic twists yeah so uh if this were a fantasy land then i would definitely be a ghost gym leader if this were the real world it would be an all-female gym really that's interesting i actually want to start one of those in my area but i'm not in a place to where like i can financially do that that makes sense. I don't. I refuse to go to gyms, and uh, like that's because I'm a super liberal, like woke piece of shit that lives in a super conservative area where there are places like Freedom Fitness. <laughs> that's a real gym now. I did gym. not know that. That's yeah, hilarious. Well, they, they just opened up recently. They're called Freedom Fitness. And, um, like, that alone is enough to, like, not, to not. I just don't. And, like, the only safe gym I kind of feel like is the one at the college. But mm. I don't want to go to that one. Yeah, I mean, that you that, that one is okay. I, I used it for many years. I mean, that um, was while you were a college student. I'm yes. not a college student. Like I And don't... you had to pay like 40 bucks during the summer to use it, which was bullshit. I mean, they had to pay somebody to work that desk. I don't know. I'm not sold that I wasn't tricked. This could be one of those things where, oh, yeah, uh, seats to the concert are like 20 bucks. And you get there and they were like, the concert's free, my dude. No, I'm pretty sure we could Google it really quickly and you would have your answer. Okay. Regardless, uh, Metzger, you would be a ghost gym leader? Yeah, probably. Okay. That sounds like me. The the listeners said that they're a grass-type leader, which I I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, like, I could but fucking... sell weed. Listener... I didn't catch that. I'm not a weed joker. But but regardless, I am very tired. But you know what I'm never too tired for? Well, that's talking about anime. As you've most uh, und- undiscernibly figured out, um, in it, this is an anime podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in anime where uh, Metzger is the expert and I'm the non-expert. Uh, Metzger, we're watching two animes uh, the first one is Buddy Daddies, and the second one is Sh- Sugar Flower Fairy Maple Leaf. Close. 
You somehow managed to add more words into the title than there were. Okay, well, I, we're all surprised. Yeah, let's talk about Buddy Daddy. Now, where I fought um, a bunch of guys in kind of a controlled environment, in this episode, there's a distinct, shall we say, lack of control that comes up. Um, Master, can you give me a synopsis? Are... Two protagonists are really struggling with the whole dad life as they're trying to figure out what to do with this child, also without letting anyone know that they have a child. So I was wrong last time. I, I the hairstyles like got me. So it was not it really was the target's kid. It was the target's kid. They killed kind of around in the general environment of the kid, that kid's father. It was not he our was main He was literally boy. holding her while he was being gunned down. Without a clue that he was, in fact, the dad. We get to see, like, them, like, oh, hey, you know, you guys need to do a better job next time and not, you know, be so loud. And, and their handler is, like, getting on to them for not being uh, stealthy and clean. And their and their takedowns. Yeah, um, and you know they don't want to let it slide that there was a child that got in the way, and that they now are currently holding this child. But instead, they're like, "Oh, he had he gave a Christmas present to some, and he, you know this time had, of year he had like a toy that would have been for like a kid. So we're thinking like maybe you messed up on your research and that he had a child." Yeah, so something like that, right? Like that's the that's the idea. I listen. This obviously the guy uh played kind of a a pretty bad job on his uh his deception. Immediately understood what was going on and that he had missed a child. Um Metzger, I I had a lot of guys lay on my face today okay um but what i didn't have was like one of the guys like catch me as i was playing hide and seek and um and try and try to shoot me i didn't no one tried to shoot me today which i guess is good that's a very normal day right yeah if if anyone has ever made an attempt on my life, I don't think I have ever been made aware of it. Or I'm definitely blocking it out for my own sanity. I'm like 90% sure that no one has. Because like I, if someone had made an attempt on my life, I would feel so important. Like, you know how like you don't want to get kidnapped, but like... You know, you just kind of like want a bit of attention. <laughs> yeah, Eric has a very specific set of fantasies. Uh, I mean, like I would like, like, ooh, hey, me, like you're kidnapping me. I feel so special. Um, if somebody went through all the effort to try to like kill me specifically, I would feel like my cheeks would blush a little bit, Metzger. As you lay there dying, I'm it- special. As as the blood flows to my cheeks and also out of my body, uh, so yeah, no, I would I would like an assassin. No, no, I'm not putting that into the world. Um, Metzger, 
Her characters try to bribe the little girl to stay home with a bunch of uh, candy and treats and stuff, and that 100% would have worked on me. Um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely would have worked on you. And you would have not been, in fact, you would have resented the treats and stuff and like, no, I'm fucking coming with you. I mean, I probably could have been bribed with some other things. I don't think like snacks would have worked, but like a video game might have. Yeah, and she's already kind of expressed interest in the PS5, or at least bathing in the PS5 discs. Uh, much to the the disappointment. They do earlier in the episode attempt to leave her unattended, and she yeah. like totally wrecks the apartment. Yeah, and, and the one woman's like, again, no, that's yeah. the second time when they go to do it again, and she's like banging on the door crying. Uh, one dude is like, "You're gonna get me evicted," and then a lady just so happens to come up and is like, "Is everything okay?" As you're hearing a child scream. Yeah, and so I, mm, I, I would have found a daycare. That would have been my strategy here. Well, how do you enroll her? You don't have any documents. Like, you're gonna have to find a babysitter. They don't seem like they super know one. They know like a dude named Gary or something. Like, there's, there's got to be somebody. It's one of those moments where like you can't take her to like an established daycare because you're then you're gonna have to put. You're going to have to come up with fake credentials for both you and her. And if you're not going to let it slide to the guy that makes your fake credentials, that you need fake credentials to babysit the kid of the dead target, then uh, you're a little bit fucked. Yeah, okay. You. So they decide, hey, you know the best thing? Let's leave the kid in the car. And Metzger... I never really thought about just how often I, as an adult, like go to the bathroom and stuff like, like, you know, you just kind of like do it and don't really think about it. I was watching Supernatural and the angel boy named Castiel, uh, he becomes a little bit human and he's like, I can't stand having to urinate all the time. How do you deal with it? And, And like, it was funny then, too. And then, like, I watched that episode and then, like, immediately watched this one. And he's like. You have to go to the bathroom again? Like, like you've already gone once today. Child, small child bladder. I, but I feel that. I feel him in that situation. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm less empathetic of the daughter. I'm like, you went once. Even you get then, one. Like, children of that age, one, have, like, need to go more frequently. Two, they did give her a shit ton of sugary drinks. Three... Well, they didn't plan ahead. I will give them that. Three, they, uh... Um, holy crap. Children of that age have a tendency to have very poor impulse control, so they don't super understand what's going on until it, it like, hits them. It's like, oh, fuck, I gotta piss. Like, we're we're past, like, the can't you just wait a few minutes. It's like, no. But I do think dude could have handled it a little bit better. Like, I mean, I guess, I'm, I guess he's not used to having kids or didn't think that that would be an issue, but he's got a whole fucking van. 
why is there not, like, why in all of this planning did he not put, like, a toddler potty chair in there? Yeah, I didn't think about bathroom basics. You gotta go through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Whenever you become a parent, and this is coming from someone who does not have children. Okay, whenever, step one. Step one of the Metzger parental book. Go ahead. It's not step one, but whenever you become a parent, when you get to the point of potty training, you realize that if you're going to be anywhere for any substantial amount of time, the potty chair needs to go with you in the car. The I mean, I could use chair, a potty chair. The potty chair needs to go with you because you, another terrible thing about toddlers, and she's four, so I'm still going to call her a toddler. Yeah, she's little. She's four. Uh, the thing about toddlers is, is you can try and reason with them to be like, listen, I know that you're going to need to go to the bathroom in the next 15 minutes. And in that next 15 minute window, it's going to go from, I don't need to go to, holy crap, I need to go really bad. Yep. So that means that you could probably just circumvent that 15 minutes earlier by going now, if you would just try. But you can't make a toddler do something that they don't want to without physically restraining them. Yeah, real it. horse and water situation. Like, you have to make it their idea, or they have to be in that moment of, holy crap, I'm going to pee my pants, and I really don't want to do that. So, it's better to just cut that argument, don't fight that fight, put the potty chair, you have a van. You have a whole fucking van! You rented a van! Put a potty it's chair in there! It's full of guns. Okay, which... I'm sure there's enough room for a toddler potty chair. I mean, okay, hold up. Uh, in this episode, a child got a hold of a gun. Yeah. And our our sad boy was just like, don't worry, it's unloaded. Yeah, because he <laughs> takes care of his shit. I know. I just think it's funny that he's like, yeah, no, that one's unloaded. <laughs> like, like, But she straight up pulled a gun and goes, pow! Yeah, I do really enjoy that. I really like how quickly he's like, don't worry, it's not loaded. Like, the dude doesn't take care of much of anything in the way of the apartment or the household. But at least he takes care of proper gun safety is maintained. Also, can we talk about how he just casually woke up in the bathtub? I just want to say that, like, okay, we, I more and more relate to Sad Boy. I like that he keeps it organic. He wants to just charge in and have a good time. Kind of a life is a video game perspective. Yeah, he wants to treat it like a video game for sure. Yeah. And like even while he's being grabbed by the waist and pulled away, he's still like pa 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 pa. Well, yeah, if you're not if you're not firing at them, then that gives them more time to slowly aim for you. Yeah. Got to keep the pressure on. Metzger, what was your favorite part of this episode? The part where he woke up in the bathtub. Okay. Um, I mean, that's that's I, good. I blew my load pretty early. Okay. Well, um, that's relatable to me, honestly. Um, <laughs> I Listen, I myself, um, I, I often uh, blow my load. No. Um, I often get like in video games kind of stuck on like this pre-planning, want to stealth everything out, things like that. Cause like, you know, the games tend to reward you for that. 
got real into Assassin's Creed, like every basic white boy. And, uh, you know, there's just kind of like a, a fun little strategy, a little bit of a chess game when you're doing that. Um, when, when they're told they have to do that, and then they don't do that, it becomes a big problem. And there's a big guy in town who apparently is... Uh, he's a is, huge creep. Yeah, he's real scary. And he's just like, say your last words. And he, he apparently collects people's last words. Yeah, that didn't surprise me. It's kind of a nice little shtick. I think it's fun. I was just waiting for him. Like, he was holding the gun at that guy, and I was like, this dude's gonna be real weird about it. And he did not... He did not disappoint me, nor did he impress me. He landed right on the mark of being really fucking weird. He he hit right where you would think he would. It didn't overdo it. Didn't underdo it. Now, I would like for us to wrap it up there, because... We spent too much time last week arguing about our second anime to actually talk about our second anime. So we need a little blip to catch up. Okay, well, um, before we do that, hey, listener, um, if you want to tell us how many people you think you could fight or what kind of gym you would uh, personally be able to, like, run and manage, is yours kind of like a more electricity-based one? Uh, maybe a water gym, you got like some swimming pools and stuff, whatever it may be. Well, you can tell us that on anime underscore bus on Twitter, anime tour bus on Instagram, and hey, check us out on me, you, and weeboo.wordpress.com. Uh, Mesker sh- sugar flower fairy maple syrup. I hate you. <laughs> we barely even touched on the premise last time. Which is our main character wants to go to the sugar festival after her mom's passed away. And she can't do it alone. So she makes a pit stop at a small village or something like that and purchases a warrior fairy to escort her. Now, she's our big dumb honey bun. And she believes that everyone in the world can be friends, even um, fairies that have maybe been enslaved for almost a century. Because power, friendship, and love, and all that whatnot, you know. And that's what her mama taught her. So, uh, in the first episode, to catch you guys up, they spend the first night out on the road. She has a dream about her mother that gets pretty sad, and when she wakes up, the warrior fairy is attempting to steal his wing back from her. And then it ends on a cliffhanger where they see another carriage that is being attacked by bandits and she has to give an order to the warrior fairy to force him to do something about it. That was, by the way, that moment was what ultimately made me settle on this one because I thought the, like her, I thought it was really funny how dry and sarcastic and shitty the warrior fairy is to where he's like, Oh, you want me to do something? Is that an order? That doesn't sound like an order. That sounds like a request. He's like, grab my wing, squeeze it. Tell me you'll kill me if I don't. And she's getting like big flustered about it. And I thought that was really fucking funny. Yeah. This is going to be a dumb, fun, dumb, fun anime. And Eric's like, pedophilia. 
That's here. I was just trying to like, you know, express kind of frustrations, things keeping me at bay from enjoying anime. Um, I want to touch base on that again, though. Okay. In yeah, this go ahead. Episode. Uh, they rehype that she. It's almost immediate. She. They say like, "I'm 15. I am of age." To set the stage for this a little bit more, the intended audience of this anime. It's a shoujo, and that is for teenage girls. Like, this is a shoujo, this is made for 15-year, like, for 15-year-old girls who probably feel like they're adults, right? Yep. Like, how many 15, fuck, 13-year-old girls are like, I'm all grown up? It reads a little bit different. Absolutely. when you remember that this is an anime made for that age range, and that age range probably feels very grown up. But that does kind of at least set the stage a little bit more for you to be. It's like, of course, like, I know that the world building justifies that she's an adult, but I don't think it does it for malicious purposes. I think it does it because she's a 15 year old girl and she feels like an adult. And it's made for an audience that probably feels like they're adults at 15. Yeah, and and I think like watching it, I was able to kind of ease down into it a little bit more because like you gave me that perspective. Like that is, and I think a, a very fair read, at least of this anime. Yeah, I was going to ask like each anime needs to be taken of its own. Absolutely, I am definitely not telling you that the things that you were worried about do not exist because they definitely do, and I could show you plenty of animes that would solidify your fear. Yes. I think the prevalence of those, um, at least within this this medium, um, or at least I guess what kind of ends up on the forefront, at least of what I have seen, um, has made it problematic in the past. But like, I, I think you gave me a good perspective to like interpret the anime for its design audience. And I, I think that that's very fair. Like, I, I, I agree with that analysis you had. Like, um, you know, because, like, we freaking got a push notification that Nagatoro second season. Uh, but, like, with that one, obviously it's designed with horny boy, horny teen boy in mind. Yeah, and it's, like, it's it by makes... a male author, and it's definitely... And it makes functional sense in that perception. Like, I think that, like, with each one, it needs to run through the does this make sense kind of filter. And then, at least for me, to kind of ease into it and not just be like, she's underage, gross. Uh, Does it also help that they actually answered kind of the maturation rate of fairies in an expositional bit? Did I miss that? Um, oh, the uh, that they're born like fully mature. That they're, they're just born from human sight based yeah. off of an object that has energy. Yeah, I I saw that, and then I was like, okay, it does it does add an interesting flavor to it. Um, that that like it requires a human to create them. That there's some aspect of like the the person generating um, like there has to be energy in the object but then it also must be gazed upon by a human but then like the human gaze adds some level of energy to it too 
And I think that's interesting. Like, does the person who's gazing at it have influence on the creation of the, the creature? Obviously, the object does. We talked about, they talked about, like, obsidian and all that. Like, born of obsidian, born of water and all that. All this other stuff. Um, but I'm interested in the relationship with the person. I think they'll go into that more because that's where that same girl that he saw like in a flashback in the first episode was present at his um, birthing. Yeah. Uh, as far as the plot for this one goes, there the <laughs> the fairy uh, the warrior fairy slaughters <clears throat> a few of the bandits. The rest run away and they find out that the weird carriage is actually the boy from her village who is coming to escort her to her goal. And uh, she's really not here for it, but she does eventually agree after he's kind of like, I'm going for myself, and it's just a coincidence that I just so happened to, to catch up with you because I drove my horses all fucking night. Um... He brought his own service fairy with him, like servant, and she's quite the mouth. And it kind of sets up what is considered to be a normal dynamic between an owner and their fairy in this universe. And it's kind of like the what would be considered a bad guy in Pokemon. I want to talk about crows. Okay. Metzger. Feral crows. When was the last time you're walking walking down the street? You know, I have a crow story. You don't even have to ask me. You want to hear a crow story? I got a crow story. Fucking go for it. I wanted to become friends with the fucking crows. Metzger, that is so on brand. <laughs> that is such a you move. Okay, continue on. But I'm angry about how much that fits my my frame of reference for you. It is if I had to bullseye of just like how i describe people and stuff like that tries to befriend a crow would be in the fucking center of that bulls i would start out with talking about hey yeah i have this friend named metzger she's my old boss she uh she uh, how do i describe her she's a a gothy kind of girl she tried to befriend a crow once like it would be the second sentence I mean, it really, I don't know if it went extra well or if it went really poorly. It needs okay. more testing. So we came okay. home from the grocery store one day and there were a couple of crows, like, just doing what crows do, like, in some empty trees and stuff, you know, Wah! crow shit. Yeah, crow shit. And I got all excited about it because usually out of all the birds that come to our yard, crows are not some of them. Okay. So I'm like, ooh, what are the crows doing here? This is an omen. <laughs> so I raced inside, and <laughs> you're going to be extra mad. I hope you're ready to be extra mad. <laughs> On my desk. Can you hear this? Yep. You want to guess what that is? It's not Tic Tacs. Is it human teeth? It's change, but it's in a tiny plastic cauldron. I fucking hate you. So I excitedly raced inside, and... Uh, grabbed my little cauldron full of change and I went to the fence. As one does. And I went to the Quick, fence. child! Fetch to me my cauldron of change! My change cauldron. I shall bequeath these onto the crows. 
And I dug out two nickels, and I- Ah, yes! Ten cents to offer to the crow gods! They don't know its value, they just like it because it's shiny. Yes! Bequeath them ten cents, they can feel its value. Well, it's those... got heft! I don't have any quarters, and those were the biggest ones. <laughs> Give them a dime, they know. Uh, so I, there are two crows. I see two crows, so I leave two nickels. And they're not going to come anywhere near me. They don't want Per each crow! Or <laughs> two for the strongest crow. I go back out later that evening, and the nickels are gone. And I'm like, ah, either the crows got them, or the fucking squirrels got them. Fuck the squirrels. Or uh, the rabid raccoon! He's been seen in the nearby dumpster. Uh, so fast forward to the next week, I do not set out nickels for the crows. Okay. And I get out of the shower, and I can hear, like, Edgar Allan Poe level beating on the outside of the house. But it sounds like it's coming from inside of the house. Nevermore. And I'm kind of freaking out, because I'm like, what the fuck is that? And, like, the squirrels usually run around on the house all the time, and I know, like, what the squirrels sound like, and I don't understand what's going on. So I call my husband upstairs, and it immediately stops. And I'm like, am I losing my fucking mind? Okay. And and he gets, like, whatever, and then goes back downstairs, and it immediately starts back up again. So then I freak out and I call him back upstairs and I look and there are three crows and they're on the house and then they like float down into the yard like next to us and they've got like leaves. They've all like chosen a leaf that they really appreciate. And they're, and they're like, giving them to you? I don't know. They eventually just kind of flew off and they haven't been back since. So I'm afraid that I ruined my relationship. with. You crows. missed an opportunity. Yeah. You could have been Snow White level. Ah, ah, and then fucking crows descend on your enemies. I didn't have any change upstairs. Can you imagine your last workplace? You're like, you know, doing your thing where you're managing over people. And then like somebody, somebody acts a fool as oh, they this, often the, tend to do. The crows used to hang out outside of my old workplace. And I then, like, you whistle, and you point at them, and your fucking special move activates, and the person's just enshrouded by crows, and then they just disappear. That's your... I have, I have now my own fan fiction about how this, this crow interaction went. Um, and honestly, you need to try again. They remember... Oh, I probably will. Like, the next time that they're out in the backyard, I will rush outside with the coin cauldron and set out two more nickels for them. Indeed. Um, okay, so in this, we, we have kind of a traveling episode. There's first, like, a wolf attack. I and... imagine most of this anime is going to be a traveling episode. I mean, yeah. They might like... make it to... To like the big town, like the castle, the sugar festival next episode. And then there's some reason he has to stay with her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead though, sorry. Um, we have where where 
traveling, there's a wolf attack, and, and like, the fairy boy intercedes. And that's kind of where we last left off, right? Is that a wolf attack? And it immediately jumps back into the same position of, like, him, big sword kind of getting put away because he just defended everybody. And Metzger, I... She has like a guy who's romantically interested in her, who's now following her. Yeah. And then also a fairy that she saved earlier that's a stowaway in her cart. Yeah, he needs to repay the favor. Yeah, he's not indebted to. He's not going to like say thank you. Like, fuck that. But, you know, fairy law and all that. Fairy law. So um, that's kind of our our little groups traveling together, having a nice time, and um, well, so the the crows they got a taste of human blood um, ba- back back a little enough, ways. Not enough to actually satiate their hunger. It's instead one of those hungers that drives it forward. So they. They descend in a black cloud that covers the sky akin to the archers that the Romans would unleash. Uh, so, so these birds descend from the sky and our, our fairy boy dispatches with them. Also, she gets a little firm with him saying the things that he's making her say. And uh, <laughs> and uh, she hides in the cart and the other boy hides in his cart. And there's like a very intense, very like a well drawn um, scene of like the feathers still falling and like him looking magical <laughs> and all that. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I'm a fucking troll. You're never gonna guess what what I was doing when that scene was happening while you were being moved. I was over okay. there going, Sephiroth. Oh my god. <laughs> Metzger loves Final Fantasy, y'all. So like I don't even like seven. So any any Final Fantasy references, Metzger's just No, it's like, just anytime it's it's not a coincidence that he only has one wing. And he's standing there amongst a whole bunch of crow feathers that oddly enough kinda look like black angel feathers. And I couldn't help but think that, and it was really fucking funny to me. So I was not touched, is what I was getting at. I was laughing. Um, I, I was, I, I was like, ah, that's really good, like, you know, drawing and camera and shit. Like, that is good. It was nice, I just couldn't help but sit there and think fucking one-winged angel. So um, they continue on their way after all that. There's like, you know, nighttime discussions and like, you know, they they eat with their hands. They absorb the angels are weird or the, the fairies. fairies are weird, like whatever. Um, they arrive at an inn and they settle in for the night. There's like food there and they're like, you know, kicking it, having a good time. And that's kind of where we leave off. Yeah, super soft ending for a second episode. I liked it, and it seems like every episode they, like, just, yeah, this is good enough, stop, and then they immediately start in, like, the next episode. Like, I, I actually kind of appreciate that. No, like, 
long drawn out or like cliffhanger kind of stuff like uh, I like it so it should be noted that I'm also pretty sure that this is what's known as a reverse harem I don't know if you could tell that by watching like the outro or the intro yes so yes so uh, many so many so pretty many boys very pretty boys for her to choose but her heart is already taken by the by the fairy by the warrior fairy the biggest even baddest of she, the boy even though she doesn't know it yet but i love that like each time now i just get to go oh no he's hot i hate we just, that we introduce a new character and i go oh no he's hot that would be like a girl fantasy though. And then another boy like is like super into me, but like I'm still with my main boo thing, but like he's so pretty. I mean, it's called a reverse harem for a reason because it's a subversion of the already established harem anime. Yeah. Where uh it's the exact same thing where the girls are just constantly like usually there's two girls that are fighting over the main dude, like, openly, and then there are other girls that have different kind of personality types, and it's just kind of like... Enough talking about Spy X. I wasn't talking about Spy X. But that was the case, like, two girls having uh, a tennis match over Lloyd. That is definitely not a harem anime. I'm talking I about, like, know. I'm talking about Tenshi Muyo. I, I was just making a joke about, like, one and scene from the last uh, season that we did. That's true. And also, like, all of the weird isekais. <laughs> all of the isekais. Like, uh, Farmer in Another World. Or farther, Farmer in Another Land, or whatever. That's a harem anime. You know what else is a weird isekai? It's our podcast. Listener, we've taken you into the anime world. You've been kind of chucked in in kind of that isekai way. You are technically an isekai. I know. I It occurred to me literally just this moment, and I'm like, ah, oh, balls. It just hit me. Um, and, and as far as weird isekais go, this one's pretty out there. You're on a bus that can traverse realms between, uh, animated, uh, cartoons and, uh, the real world. And also the bus might be like, um, I don't know, like a Lovecraftian kind of Junji Ito-esque horror monster and maybe Metzger with it. Who knows? But I'm here with you and I'll always be here with you. Okay, bye. bye.